Hey, all you Holly weirdos, you're definitely in for one big treat on today's episode because we are going to take you to a little house here located in Glassell Park that is called the Haunted Glassell Park House, otherwise known as the Haunted Polaroid House. Yes, you got that right. It turns out that this little house here has a few ghosts that like to make their presence known in a series of Polaroid pictures. Join us as we discuss a little more about the history of the home, its owners, and its possible unseen occupants. What is it connected to or who is it connected to? Could it be the land? Could it be the house? Could it be the area? Or could it possibly be linked to a murder? We don't know, but we talk about this and more. We'll also learn about the show Sightings making its visit to the house back in the 90s with its favorable psychic Peter James. What was his finds and what were his readings? So you guys already know the drill. Make sure you get your circle of salt ready along with your salienite and be sure to be camera ready or have your camera on standby because we're prepared to take a few haunted Polaroid pictures as we get Holly Weird at the Glassell Park House or the haunted Polaroid House. Let's shake it like a haunted Polaroid picture. guys oh hello hi there <laughs> we're still gonna get holly weird in october i think we should yeah tis the season do you have your costume you know i don't i need to find one because um i yeah my roommate her birth we have so many scorpios in our lives wow i, I there's like 19 people that i know that are born i mean it's valentine's right like <laughs> this, i get how babies work um so my roommate, her birthday is on the 24th, but she's renting an Airbnb for like the week because it's her 30th. Yeah. And so it's the weekend before Halloween because Halloween's on a Monday. I know. So it's like, well, we're going to kind of do a Halloween party then. So I need to find something. What about you? Um, I have several costumes. <gasps> yes. Well, you know, I have like the traditional ghost yep. costume because I'm kind of lazy. When yeah. you're, I, look, I know I'm a costume designer, but there are times where I get so burnt out where I just don't want to make anything. You I, need a work life separation. I do. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, right here. I'm going to pull a box out. Oh my God. Oh my God. I have um, Oh my God. <laughs> look at this spider. It's so, <laughs> the eyes are so ridiculous. And I think it's one of those things where you have to put air in it. Oh my <laughs> and, I, and I bought one to match. So up. Mia can match me. She's going to be a spider too. Yeah. And then she already has like a taco and a hot dog costume. So I found. I found a hot dog. Obsessed. You guys are going to be little matching hot dogs. I just need something that I can slip into. Yeah, be able totally. to eat a burrito and be comfortable. Girl. I know people want to be sexy, whatever. Nope. And that's fine. Nope. Nope. And in fairness, I do find hot dogs quite sexy, just in general. Right? So, like a really good hot dog. I went to the county fair while I was at home, Stop. which, like, what a little autumnal boob. Uh, I had <laughs> a county fair corn dog, which I have not had in, like, probably 20 years. How is it? Oh, my God. Explain it to me. Like, I'm going to mook bond the shit out of it. It was so <laughs> incredibly good. 
I don't know what they do. It must be dipped in like dreams and crack because it was so good. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. So I, gone, I find hot dogs very sexy. Have you gone to this place called Mochi Nut here in mm-hmm. Los Angeles? There's several of them. Okay, so it's a mochi donut, but then they have Huge. the mochi. They have a mochi hot dog. Stop. And it's a hot dog that has like chunks of potato and cheese uh, and the dog. Iconic. And Those are my favorite words. I know. And then if you go to, oh my God, what is this? Um, Sautel. Mm. Sautel has all these really great restaurants. Yeah. And they have several of them that have these hot dogs Amazing. like on a stick. And it's just like this heavy corn dog. Yeah. That is made of dreams, Ugh. crack, and yes. complete goodness. I love it. Yeah. We need it. We have and to when have you it. bite into it, it's like a mozzarella, is mozzarella cheese. Oh my god! So you get that bridge of cheese <gasps> yeah. as you're pulling it away from your mouth. You're like, oh yes. Mm-hmm. That is all I want for trick or treat. I know. Just a bag, a bag full of that. A bag full of corn dog. Yeah. <laughs> do you want a Snickers? I do, do but bite. later. That's my other bag. Yeah. I have my corn dog bag <laughs> and my candy bag. Get it right. I hope in our new house we have. <gasps> oh, that'd be so cute. We don't. Really, we don't get a lot. I know, right? Because you rent a house. We live in a neighborhood. Yeah. But like, let's just call a spade a spade. Kids are smart, and they go to rich neighborhoods. That is true. So my old boss, her neighborhood is in a very nice part of Studio City. Uh, I don't think she actually lives there anymore. But she, when she did live there, their street was so it was like new year's eve in new york Mm -hmm. it was literally like the whole street was closed and the whole neighborhood was closed they had like private security yeah and so you could drive on like the exterior streets so my like uber dropped me off and then i had to walk in and like all the individual inside streets were closed off and it was like sidewalk street sidewalk so like probably 30 feet wide all in shoulder to shoulder with like thousands of families Shuffling to get candy from these houses. It was insane. And she was giving away like full size candy bars. Oh, hell so yeah. So, like, they're not going to come to our house. You know what no, I mean? Like, like, <laughs> we're not going to come by for nice. a roll. Because, like, when we have, when we would have like pre COVID Halloween parties, mm-hmm. we never had to like worry. One time we had one little sweet little princess come to our house. She was like maybe eight Aww. or nine. She's like, hi, trick or treat. I was like, I'm so sorry. We don't have anything. Like, let me go you see what we have. We did not have anything. I was like, I'm so sorry. And I did. I told her, I was like, go to tell your parents to go to this neighborhood. <laughs> what is like, okay. I was like, I'm so sorry. No. Yeah. So I might have a little bit, but I hope you do too. That'd be so cute. I, I will have a couple of bags of candy just for yeah. myself and the kids. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know my old neighborhood, the pocket, like uh, we have our neighbors there too. And we had a couple of them Mm. last year and it was really, really fun. So now Mm. we started the tradition of dressing our dogs and um, watching Hocus Pocus on their um, projector that they put on in front of their house. So yeah, that is our new Halloween tradition. We're going to do it. We're going to love it. We'll invite you to come by. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. And we do see the kids with the costumes. I live for that. I have to live vicariously through them. I hope you get trick-or-treaters. That's cute. I really do. I do. Your little house, you need your little trick or treaters. My little trick or treaters, I want to be that cool house. You yes. will be. Oh my god, you already are. It's decorated so cutely. Thank you. Well, speaking of our neighborhoods, yes. we're gonna touch on a really interesting house in a very yes. special neighborhood in Los Angeles. Now, we talked about the Omen house, mm-hmm. we've spoken about the Harris house yes. in Glendale, and now we're gonna talk about the haunted Glassell 
Park House, mm. otherwise known as the Haunted Polaroid House. Insane. And what I was told by a friend of mine, the Haunted Kodak House. Now you're wondering why mm. po- like Polaroid or Kodak? Yeah. Well, I was referred to this episode of the show on Netflix, Surviving Death. Yes. Episode five, you'll meet John, um, I think it's Huckert, John Huckert, who purchased this house in the 1980s with his partner Mm -hmm. and they started experiencing unexplainable occurrences. So he decided to grab his camera and make communication with what may be there and what he found developing Mm -hmm. on that film, on that Polaroid Mm -hmm. picture was something astonishing. Ugh. So it. yeah, shake also, it like a Polaroid picture. I know, honestly, what a vibe! Like I, I only appear on Polaroids. Like, all right, Olsen twins, it's fine. All right, American Apparel. True. <laughs> Sorry. If truly, you know, if you know the story of American Apparel, truly, back in the day, and what the owner did with Polaroids and the models. Well, also now it's called Los Angeles Apparel, and all their yes. billboards are still like. So you didn't learn your lesson. No. You just changed the name, name and the narrative a bit. Mm-hmm. Didn't you file for bankruptcy? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's where the real haunting is. Yeah, don't don't shop there. Okay. <laughs> so here is the story yes. of the Kodak House or the haunted Glassell Park House. So Glassell Park is situated in Los Angeles, California. It is near Atwater Village, and um, there's a home there that is owned by John Mekowski and John Huckert. Mm. And if you see them in any of these interviews that I'm going to share with you, mm-hmm. literally you could call them Little John and Big John. Hilarious. They're Stop. a really cute, cute couple. So they claim that there's a ghostly presence or ghostly presences that haunt oh, wow. their house and they make their presence known in a series of Polaroids. So the unexplainable occurrences began 30 plus years ago. And according to an interview with ABC seven news in 2012, it all started when the Johns moved into the house in the 1980s. And the activity started when one of their bathroom doors kept opening by itself. Oof. Now I'm sure that many would pan it to the wind, but mm-hmm. John Hucker didn't because the floor, by the bathroom was a little unleveled so the door would get caught on that little unleveled portion of the floor and in order for it to fully open you really have to pull it away from that area so there's like effort there's a bit of effort that has to be made and and look the santa annas get gusty but not like that not like that so according to john huckard i shut the door again and when it opened again that's when i decided to grab my Polaroid camera and snap a Polaroid picture. First, I thought it must have been a joke because it looked so much like a stereotypical woohoo ghost that was captured on that Stop. Polaroid picture. So, Bryce. Oh, God. Bryce. I, I'm emotionally preparing myself. You guys are in for another treat because if you want to hear the fear in Bryce's voice, oh. you're going to hear several versions of it today. I'll do it for the Johns. Do it for the Johns, Big John, Little John. I wonder what's who's the Big Spoon, Little Spoon. Oh my God, hilarious. <laughs> it's, you right. know what? It's never the ones you expect. Are you so ready to see it? Yeah. This is what was captured. Stop. That is not real. Right? It looks like a commercial ghost. We'll be posting pictures, guys, on our Instagram. That is, it's like a ghost costume of a ghost. A ghost. (gasps) Could it be possible if it's a ghost wearing a ghost costume? That's literally what I was getting ready to say. Because there's so much like mist around it. Right. But that face is a ghost It looks so commercially, unless like 
it is doing that on purpose. Right. Making you see what you think, think a yeah. ghost looks like. Now, according... I, I can't even... That is not <laughs> what I was expecting to see. I'm not going to lie. So, according to Huckert in interviews, Huckert thought it was a joke made responsible by his father who had mm. gifted him the camera. And it's because his dad is a bit of a jokester, but when he approached his father about the camera, his father absolutely had no idea what, what? he was talking about. He's like, I don't know how to fiddle with that. Oh, God. And when I gave it to you, it was in its original yeah. packaging, so there's no way I could have messed with it or tampered with it. So he reassured him that, you know, he didn't do anything to the camera. But that was just the beginning. Three months later, with a house full of witnesses, they decided to try to talk to it. So according to John McTowski, I think the first question we asked was, are you here? Mm -hmm. Another Polaroid was taken. This time, an odd cloud formed the letter Y-E-S. Do I have this picture here? No, but I have other ones. But um, I think you can find that picture online. That's just mm -hmm. that just changed everything for us. According to John Matowski, it's one thing to get weird light patterns and stuff like that. It's another thing to get communication. Yeah. So John Huckert then asks, whatever was there, are you? He pulls like he pulls a Wizard of Oz. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> Honestly, smart. So he says, are you, he asks, are you a good ghost or a bad ghost? He takes another Polaroid Stop. picture with the word friend. Do I have that one here? Oh, God. oh no, I don't. But it's spelled out friend. Throughout the years, the two claim to have accumulated close to thousands of these communications. So they have accumulated close to 12,000 Polaroid That's spectra crazy. pictures. Yeah. Oh my God. And Polaroid doesn't even like fucking exist anymore. Right. But we have that other one. Yeah. 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 We have the other one. I think I have it somewhere in one of my boxes. I have like an, an oldish. I have like a 2004 one that's the film still works. Right. So yeah. So these specific Polaroids are called the Polaroid Spectra Pictures. Oh my God. But it gets better. Oh God. <laughs> so in 1992, a video walks viewers through the Polaroid process from start to finish because mm. I'm sure a lot of people are like, no, this is a joke. This is probably right, something, right. a defect of the camera. But the pictures are coming out with responses to their questions. Mm. So Huckard is seen in this 1992 video that you guys can fish out online. He is seen placing, he's, you see him opening right. the package of the Spectra film. You see him unwrapping it. It comes in a sealed wrapper. Right. He puts the fresh film into the camera. Then he asks a question and waits for the Polaroid to develop after he, you know, snaps the picture. Oh. So he asks the question, you know, what happened here? Mm. What happened to you here? The answer comes back in Latin. Uh. With the Latin. words, oh, it gets yeah, it gets fancy. What a vibe! Polaroids and Latin. <laughs> okay, Bougie. so it comes back with a word that spells out murder. Med. Uh. Yes. Goat. Yeah, and I hope in Latin. And I hope in Latin. Oh my no. god! And I hope in Latin. And I hope indeed. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so this, whatever is there is intelligent and it's communicating with John, but not only with 
right. John Huckert, but also his partner too, right. and other people start chiming in. Oh, it gets even better. It's not Latin. <laughs> Anything but Latin. I can't do lingo this. So he then decides, well, let me open my house up. In the very beginning, you had to be invited to this house. So okay, sure, sure, sure. This wasn't something like, like David, you could buy tickets. Mm. They were inviting people. Like this was by right, it's their house. Yeah, so they would invite like you know a group of eight or ten. Mm. Then it grew. Then the house got a lot more right. notoriety. So scientists, experts. Oh my god! I'm talking about FBI agents coming in, even representatives. From photo companies, especially Kodak, have shown up to Mm -hmm. John's residence with their own film and cameras to debunk the story, but haven't been able to. Now, in a recent gathering, I want to say in 2012, 2014, they invited a house full of skeptics, Mm. as well as a a group of paranormal enthusiasts to their home to try it for themselves. There has been a lot of long suspicion that someone is buried underneath the house. Oh, God. So the group, using their own films and cameras, this is documented on mm-hmm. ABC7 News, asked if there were if that was the case. Again, another picture was taken with the Polaroid and in a. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Mia, oh my God! Oh, baby, I just got Hi. so sorry. Scared. My four-year-old boxer woke up from her nap, guys. You just heard me. Oh my god. We heard you scream. <laughs> I just felt a wet little snoot on my elbow, and that <laughs> was all she wrote. That would have been funny if it was on your foot oh compared my god. to our oh last god. episode. We were talking about like fetish no. ghosts. Oh my god. That oh my scared god. me so Baby I mean, girl. We all know I'm very jumpy as a human anyway, but ooh, she got me ooh, good. Oh, you're girl. really into the story. I am though. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, God. We're going to have to, like, warn people that I fucking scream into so a microphone. That is so crazy. We captured it, guys, on audio. You just heard oh the God. fear el- escalate a and full meltdown. Oh, God. She just, she literally just put, like, her little mouth right on my elbow, right as you were talking about that. Oh, baby. We're going to go outside soon. I know. Hi, Nia. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm going to go so lay they, down. So they invite people, um, enthusiasts and skeptics, to come in with their own cameras. They ask, you know, if there's anything buried underneath the house and it says in a cloud formation on the on the polaroid there's two polaroids that came up with the answer dig and hear no then something else happens and i actually have the picture of it right now i'm going to show it to you clearly i'm an emotionally so through the years it hasn't just been the door opening and then Mm -hmm. these polaroids showing these unusual anomalies Mm -hmm. and words Huckert has always talked about seeing what he calls shadow people. So now he has shadow people in this house. Something I've seen a lot, according to Huckert, and a few other people have seen are these shadow people. They are like shadows, but they are in the middle of the room. Mm. For the first time, they believe they captured one on film in a group picture taken that night where ABC News was doing their footage and interview. I'm going to show you the picture, and it is clear as day. You see it. Clear as day in the photograph. You see it, right? Immediately. Oh, God, I hate it. And I've seen them, and that looks like a shadow person. Right, yeah. And it's like, 
the fact that everyone in all the different angles that they are are still fully clearly lit except for that entity which does not look like it's super far or like it oh and this is when i know like they're legit is Uh when um in an interview i read with hucker he describes it as blacker than black yeah, and right. that is a common description right. of shadow people. So when people are like, I can't see through it or right. past it, it's blacker than black. Yeah, in my very limited experience, it's not like there's someone who's wearing like black clothing where you can still see like their skin, there's clothing, there's still even in dark settings, there right. is light reflecting off of it. It is like a void of light. Mm-hmm. And that is a very jarring experience to see because you're just like, what am I even looking at? Like, we can only see things that are based around light. Right. That's why we can't see black holes. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing. Like, ugh. <laughs> you know? Oh, God. I know. I know. This is, I mean, it, like, what's the what's the end game? I know people are like, no, it's got to be something to do with the film. It's got to be something to do with the camera. But you've had people, like specialists, come here, scientists, uh-huh. skeptics, and even cynics, and they can't even well, come up with, with a... 12,000 Polaroids. That they says have, something. And they have enough like kindling to start a fire and just burn the whole house to the ground. So <laughs> good, 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 good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, yeah, it so, does. It says something. That's that's a body of evidence that's insane. So according to Bill Murphy, um, a paranormal investigator who was there present during that ABC right. uh, 7 news footage, and when um, that picture was taken, he says amongst our group is another figure, but it's not a person, is a shadow of a person, but there was nobody there when this picture was taken. So you have people validating, mm-hmm. witnessing, hey, there was no one standing right next to me when this picture was taken. Um, the dark figure stood right next to Huckert. Even the hardened skeptics present that night were per- perplexed. There are some who have left the John's home mm. feeling as though that there is something completely shady going on. Yeah. But if you watch their 2012 interview with ABC seven news, you can tell what they're experiencing is pretty genuine. John Matowski ends his interview with this quote. I'm not scared. I'm just in denial. It's yeah. like driving the freeway. It's terrifying, but you just got to keep going. Right. So what could it be in the John's house? John Huckert ends up sending a photo to the show sightings and he immediately gets a response back. The late psychic Peter James was Mm. hired to inspect the place, at which point he came to the conclusion that there was a vortex present in the hallway of the home. Mm. And there was a spirit of someone who passed on that area that Mm. is now protecting the place. John Huckert and Peter James for some of you who don't know mm-hmm. who Peter James is, who may have remembered the show, he was like kind of like their go-to psychic. Right, yeah. He was made famous too for making communication with a female ghost named Jackie in the Queen Mary's pool. Oh my God. Yeah, he had a heavy black mustache yeah. and white shoulder length hair. Yeah. He was just unforgettable. But it turned out that John Huckert and James became really good friends. Mm. So according to John Huckert, they, the folks of sightings, took the camera took his camera that he's been taking these Polaroids with. They examined the camera. They took it to Polaroid. They took it to the actual headquarters of Polaroid. They examined it. They examined all of the photographs. Yeah. Through the years, there's been so many theories Mm. on how it's been done, how we're doing this. How can we create these ghost images? Mm. 
one of, uh, according to John Huckard, one of my favorite theories, someone said that how the photographs are done is that there's a little person in the basement. And what happens is, is when you ask a question to the air, they type in a computer and it's projected out through lasers in the house that writes on the photograph instantly. What? what? I'm sorry, but that's a lot of work. Right. And here's the thing you have to understand is like in any scandal or cover up or any episode of a Shonda Rhimes show that you've ever watched, <laughs> like the more people that are involved, the harder it is to keep that secret without right. like exorbitant amounts of energy, blackmail or money. Like you can do it, but the more people that know, right, it's always that scene where it's like one person like saw and now they're a loose end. Yes. But that is the truth. Like the more people who are in on a secret, the harder it is to keep that secret. So let's say that, okay, let's say they have a little person in the basement who is lasering the answers onto film. That's three people that I can think of right there. And then every time they bring someone over, they're adding more chances that that story gets out. Like, right. If you hear hoof, hoofbeats, think horses, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And I mean, if you see them in their interviews, mm. like they really look genuine, their stories never change. I mean, these are two older gentlemen that you could tell are not technologically savvy. Right. And like they're suddenly in their home, creating things that are like better CGI mm -hmm. than we had right. in the 80s. Do you know what I mean? Like seriously, with yeah. a Polaroid, like come on. So when you start going on about, you know, like uh well, it's real easy just mm. to take a pen and write on the back of the Polaroid according to John Huckert. So he's saying like he um grabs the Polaroid picture mm. before inserting it into the camera. He writes in the back of the mm -hmm. Polaroid and you can clearly see the pen marks. Mm -hmm. Cuz if you do cuz we tried it, we actually tried this technique. We took a pen and it leaves a mark and it doesn't look like anything. It looks like someone took a pen and wrote on the Polaroid. Mm. I don't know what how that theory has gone around and round and round. Now, according to the Johns, they have also both taken lie detector tests and have done voice analysis to see if they were lying about the phenomenon in the house. Keep in mind that they don't charge for these gatherings. They just simply want to share these experiences. Interesting. Yeah, they're not charging tickets or anything because there's a lot of places that they charge you at right. the door. Which, like, look, everyone has to make a living, but you would think if they were doing it for that, then what? Like, what's the point then if they're not making money? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you had all these specialists, even Polaroid, saying two sightings. Mm. We cannot find anything Crazy. out of the ordinary in this camera mm -hmm. and the film that he's using. Now, according to. Um, Ben Hansen from the show Factor Fake, because Factor Fake went to this right. house. Wow. They have even investigated the house a few years back, and Ben Hansen can't come up with an explanation either. He's a really good investigator. He comes right. in with a very logical mind. Yes. And he's even said, I'm left without any answers. Like, Crazy. I'm completely perplexed. And as of 2021, you can actually watch the interview of John Huckert in the Netflix documentary Surviving Death, Episode 5 of Seeing mm. Dead People. Now, in this episode, John mentions that him and his partner found property records of four individuals who have lived on that property. And one was a person who goes by the name Wright, mm. which they had oh, spelt in one of their Polaroids. Stop. 
So here is the Polaroid that says oh right, right here. <gasps> oh my God. But there's no one who has died on that property that we know of that's on record. Oh God. It's and so... these past owners have passed, but they did not pass away on that property. Another interesting thing that is mentioned in the documentary, um, John Huckert mentions the phenomena would only appear on Polaroid spectra camera. Hmm. So it would only appear in those specific types mm-hmm. of Polaroids. Okay. There's probably something to do with the chemical that is used for sure. that development process. Who knows? But, um, you know, that type of specific film can it really capture, you know, a said mm-hmm. apparition? Is it demonic or negative? Now, according to an interview that Johns had conducted in 2014 with NPR, Huckert states, as creative people, we faced a lot of self-doubt and mm. it can be crippling. At some point, we asked, right, the entity in question, should we keep pursuing what we love even if it's hard? Mm. And he came back with a photograph. He said, dreams and destinies merge. And we thought, you know, it's... It's not about like being Mm. successful at the moment. It's about dreaming things and allowing your destiny to present itself. Mm. It changed our perspective. The house has a way of letting you know that it's okay to be insecure, but to not ever, ever give up. Mm. So with that said, it seems like whatever's there is a very positive presence. Yeah. They've been living there for 30 plus years. It hasn't scared them out. Their lives don't feel like it's in danger. And I know in past interviews, not once has John mentioned that they feel like it's something sinister Mm, or oppressive. mm -hmm. It's been quite positive. For me, what they clearly have is like a live, laugh, and love ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's very like my neighbor next door. It's very, yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, because, I mean, it's really interesting because this ghost is like, I don't know if it was a counselor back then, but there's this other picture right here. Um, with an answer that says anything is possible. Okay. I would have died if it would have written like live, laugh, love. Now this now ghost we know the true story behind is this starting live, laugh, to love. lose me. <laughs> You're too positive. I don't believe you. That's we have crazy. heard so many crazy stories. Ghosts with foot fetishes. Ghosts who are encouraging. Don't give up. It's such a little cat poster. That's hilarious. <laughs> anything is possible. Except appearing on other kinds of film, but that's neither here nor there. Fine. I mean, they feel like it's yeah. very positive there. They haven't yeah, been scared totally. off. Now, Matowski also states in the interesting that I found pretty interesting too. Um, there's something, something special happening in mm. our house. I feel it, and it just makes you feel like small and just insignificant when it comes to the whole entire world. Yeah. You know, there's something bigger, something better, and something grander. Hmm. For me, it really lends to the question, is there persistence in consciousness that persists and perceives Mm. after we pass? I mentioned this before. Like what happens when we pass Mm. is the biggest question. And it's true. Like we don't know the answers of the universe and we truly don't know the answers of what happens to us after we leave our physical body. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up this beautiful quote that John brings up in the documentary For the believer, proof is not necessary. And for the skeptic, no proof is possible. Deep tea. Very deep. Yeah. That was steeped heavily. But that is what it really comes down to. At a certain point, I had a teacher in high school who would always say, a leap of faith for some people, it is 
a leap over a Grand Canyon. And for some people, it is a leap over a crack in a sidewalk. And you can't merge those two things. It's right. Just, it's up to that person. Exactly. And that's lovely. Um, so the conclusion, my question is what happened on that land or the house? I'm really interested in learning the history mm. of the land mm. and the house. You know, I, be- I I do believe him. Yeah, totally. I've watched four interviews, listened to two of them audio. You could find them on NPR. You could just Google like yeah. Glassell Park Haunted House and yeah. you'll find a slew of them. We'll also put the ABC7 um, interview yeah, totally. news footage it's on so our crazy. show notes because you can watch the video and see them um, in their interview. Um, but I truly believe that their story is definitely true. Totally. You can hear it in their voice. Like he really feels like there's something there and it's definitely making its presence known and not just to him, but to everybody else. Well, it's so crazy too, because again, like if they were trying to like scam people, then like, wouldn't they be trying to make money? money which is it? something that I've seen so heavily, right. even in places. Cause this is a thing too, that I've learned. Um, there are some places that have caught up with the notion and Mm. the trend of dark tourism. Sure. They know how much of a cash cow that is. And there are two hotels in California, two places I know for a fact. Oh God. Through historians, like very accredited historians that are like, Oh no, they, they know, they know what's up. And they actually made, there's two places that have made up stories just to get tourists to come in. Uh, yeah, of course. There's always going to be, that's always going to happen. There was this news article several years ago about this. I think it was an amusement park or it was a bed and breakfast somewhere mm. in Europe. I'm going to try to find it, but these owners purposely created ghost stories surrounding that park and the structure. Wow. Just so they could get the public to come in and stay crazy. And it worked. And then, Jesus. then guess what? Guess what happened? They got caught. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. Cause eventually look, here's the thing. You're probably going to have like a first wave of people who are like so excited mm-hmm. that they, they want to believe whatever you're going to sell. Right. That's fine. But eventually you're going to have someone who's like, something's not adding up. Something's not right. Yeah. And they had those people. Right. And they went through, they're like, we're not trying to mess with you guys. Mm -hmm. And they were like, look, if you want us to do a lie detector test, you want us to do voice analysis, we'll do it. Like, we don't care. Like, we're not trying to profit off of this. We're just trying to tell our story. Yeah. Part of the paranormal too, from what I've learned in my journey is not just connecting with the dead, but also connecting with living people. Ugh, truly. And it's also this process of storytelling hmm. and it's the art of storytelling. Totally. I think it was John E.L. Tenney who mentioned this in Strange Escapes that hmm. it is so important to share the stories of those that are no longer here yeah. to keep their memory alive. Yeah. And I think it was David Eagerly. He brought up this quote of David Eagerly and paraphrasing it, but we go through three deaths hmm. where we pass where we're buried is the second death. And our third death is when our name mm. is mentioned for the final time. Yeah. That is our third death. That makes me sad. A it's a very bit. much a Coco moment, totally. but right. It. But it's true. That's why it's so important to share the stories of those that are no longer here mm-hmm. to keep some part of themselves alive. Yeah. And maybe that's what John Huckard is trying to do. Yeah. What do you think is going on in 
hmm. in the John's house. Well, when I first saw it, to me, it looked like someone had taken like a key and like scratched it in like a car. Yeah. Right? It's like that kind of writing. It's like very like lines, very mm-hmm. no curves as much. Uh, but you would obviously be able to see that on a photo because that would be like creating indent and fleck. But it's like in the photo. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, as a person in general, if someone's like too nice, I'm pretty skeptical of them. I think often you have to be wary of people who are nice. And I'm using air quotes because nice to me is like a nothing adjective. It's just like the bare minimum. And so when people are like, oh, they're like so nice. Like, mm, what mm-hmm. does that mean? That's like nothing. And the yeah. nicest people in my life have been the ones who have like ended up often hurting me the most. Mm-hmm. I would prefer people who are like honest or kind or like compassionate. Like those are like flavorful, active descriptors to yeah, me. Yeah, you want a Capricorn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm married yes. to one. He's like, boom, I'm but just right, being honest. No, you're being mean. Oh, right. Some of it's true. At yeah. least like honest. <laughs> yeah, it can, you know, it can be hard to hear sometimes, but it's like an active thing yeah. where it's like nice it's just always such like a just leaves a bad taste in my mouth and if it's like someone's like main attribute I do not trust that person so mm-hmm. you know that's something that I work through a lot in therapy anyway uh, because that's obviously like my trauma response is like oh nice <laughs> quote unquote nice people are right. dangerous to me so the only reason I bring all of that up is that this ghost being like anything is possible mm-hmm. annoys me <laughs> If I'm being completely honest. Um, but yeah, it seems like the, the, it's almost like the three of them are living together. They have like a little roommate that is just like helping them along. It's and a like positive when, roommate. Yeah. Posi- a positive reinforcement ghost. Like when they needed guidance and positive reinforcement, their little ghost friend was. I know. I don't think it should be called the Kodak house. It should be called the live, laugh, love. Totally. Ghost house. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, it's and very like, live, love, and love. It's very cute. Uh, yeah. If that was me, I don't know that I would respond. I just think anything is possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but again, I'm a mess, so it's fine. <laughs> well, I think it's great to be a healthy skeptic. Yeah. I'd rather be a healthy skeptic mm-hmm. than a disgruntled cynic. Totally. What do you think is happening? I believe that there's something going on yeah. there. I truly believe it. Totally. Things, you know, occur out of nowhere. I just want to know what it is a hundred percent. Like what is truly going on in that house? Could it be a ghost or could it be something Mm -hmm. that is crossing, you know, paths in a different time? Interesting. Could it be a parallel universe, something like a time slip? Let me tell you about parallel universes. (laughs) When like science is basically all but proven that they exist and we're just like, eh, it's crazy to me. Oh yeah. Like they straight up are like, oh yeah, mathematically that exists. And you're just like, Okay, well, math doesn't change. <laughs> and I sucked in math. Oh, right. But like math is the only thing that's like a constant. Like it mm-hmm. either does or does not mathematically work out. And they're like, oh, yeah, mathematically, there are multiple universes. I'm like, okay, well, then there are, then that, then that's real. Yeah. Which we've talked about is like, then is what you're seeing a ghost from a different time period or like a ghost in a different reality, alternate exactly. universe? Like, um, there's a lot of things. That we really don't know. Right. Like, for example, if you if someone says, oh, I went to this Victorian house and I saw this this ghost of a Victorian girl. Well, was it really a little Victorian girl or a little Victorian boy? Because back mm. in that time period, mm-hmm. boys looked like girls. They both looked 
long the curly same, little yeah. hair dresses. Like yeah. I said, we really don't know what we're really looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny L. Tenney did share the story. This really changed the trajectory mm. of what we are really dealing with. So he responded to a case in northern Michigan mm. of this woman who inherited this house. Two sisters inherited this house from their grandmother. And he tells it so well, and I might be paraphrasing, but what happened was she goes into the house after the grandmother passed. It's empty. She's walking through the house. She's assessing it. She walks to the parlor and she sees these three apparitions. It's two little girls and an older woman. And the older woman is getting these two little girls into winter coats. And they're clear as day. They are just as real as human beings to her. They look up and then they notice her and they began to scream. And then she looks at them and begins to scream. She runs out and that's when she calls the services of Tenny. Tenny comes in. He does his investigation. He does his research. Cannot find anything in regards Mm. to the house deaths that occurred. Nothing. So then time went on and then the girl gets a call from the sister. She tells the sister what happens, what happened to her in the house. And then the the sister's like, oh my God, that's so weird. Remember when we were young and our grandmother was getting us ready in that parlor, we saw a woman in the hallway screaming at us and we screamed at her back and she ran out. I just got goosebumps. And it's kind of funny how she resembled you now thinking back on it. And the girl was like, oh, my God, you're right. Okay, your light just went on outside and I am not emotionally stable enough for that to be happening. (laughs) Oh, the neighbor. I can see your neighbor out there. (laughs) Our ring light is amazing, by the way. (laughs) So. Right. Because, well, this is the whole thing where it's like the time travel paradox of exactly. like okay but a time slip yeah and is it like it's always your future I think uh, the Avengers did that quite well they're like if this isn't fucking like back to the future if you go back and change something that is your future that's like your because you're you're always moving forward mm-hmm. so like even though that seems like a time loop for the person like for the little girls that was the present and for the person that was the present they just like folded over each other they really folded so the the little girl it was getting ready by the grandmother was looking at her future self and that future self was looking at her as a little girl when i say we don't know what we're dealing with Mm -hmm. we really don't know my old boss used to always say she would say you don't even know the things you don't know Oh, that's... And it's... I feel that in my espiritu so bad. It's tough because in a way it can be quite anxiety inducing because you don't know how to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. But there is also a freedom in it because it's like, okay, well, sometimes you just don't know. And that's okay. It's fine. It's fine. There is something going on. We just have to really know Mm -hmm. what is truly there. 
also not to take it like in a, but look it's it's spooky season i think there's it's very interesting um my one of my favorite all-time favorite movies i think i've actually talked about it before but it's definitely my favorite alien movie is arrival and <gasps> oh, one of the main yes. beautiful so stunning amy adams could have chemistry with a fucking she, she made me shoe. cry she's such a good actor it's so, so stupid. hard she's like her just actor. emotion yeah. and her delivery was so palpable but that's sort of you know where you know that idea of like time it's not linear so you know no spoilers i guess it's been out forever uh, but it's like she, as she understands more and more about these aliens who are outside of our concept of time, the things that are happening to her, you have no concept of where she is in the actual timeline. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is probably pretty close to the truth. That like if we actually are living in a world with other aliens, that I guess we would call them, the th- the fact. <laughs> The, the chance that they're just like little gray men in like little saucers seems very slim to me mm-hmm. or that they would be like humanoid and able to communicate with us seem very slim to me. The chance that they exist on a spectrum that we do not even have the ability to perceive. And so sometimes, for example, we cannot see a radio wave, but a radio wave affects us in our physical life in a very similar way. If these aliens, again, for lack of a better word, are existing on a spectrum, I mean, our eyes can't even see like ultraviolet light. Like we have to develop technology to see things that like animals can just see. Yeah. And again, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what spectrums we aren't even able to comprehend. Exactly. So we wouldn't even know to make technology to try and like register those things. Yeah. And then if there's like an entire world vibrating on that frequency that we have no way to perceive, how would we know? How would we know? Mm-hmm. Your foot could be in a ghost's mouth right it now. Could be. <laughs> And you wouldn't even know. No, no, that's from a different episode. That's the thing too. Like the environment has so much, it contributes to so Mm -hmm. much. Like, is it us that has an impact on the environment or the environment that has an impact on us? And we have these devices like K2s and these, um, prison like devices that pop up with lights that people believe. No, it's, it's telling us as a ghost that a ghost is here. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, the purpose of, a K2 is to record and um, show you the changes in an environment. It's not technically there to show you that there's a ghost there. Yes, a ghost can manipulate or probably release some sort of energy into the environment. Well, but also as with quantum physics, the mere observing of quantum physics changes the activity of quantum physics. That's why it's such a difficult science. Mm -hmm. Observing the reaction changes the reaction. So yeah, you're measuring a K2. You're measuring that there is energy or a presence or something happening. Yeah. You're also there. We talk about this all the time. It's what you bring. It's what's there. It's the layers. It's it's the history. It's the things we don't know. Exactly. Parapsychologists are there to study the environment too. Like that is why the EDI or the Eddy is a wonderful device. It records everything that you're, you know, that is going on in the environment. It has like a K2 uh, EMF reader. It has um, a Mel meter Mm -hmm. and it has this device that also records air pressure, humidity and temperature. Right. So 
Oh yeah. So you have all these like things, you know, that is able to record in the environment. So it's really interesting because that is so important. Mm -hmm. And, and it is important to document to see like what type of shift there is out there. Well, good thing we solved it. (laughs) I know we solved it. Hey, E equals MC squared. Oh my God. We're just like (laughs) really smart. Oh my God. I don't know how we got so smart. Do you like these? They're new. Yes. I love them. They're a little, they look a little indie. They're a little (laughs) Dahmer esque. I did not time them great. So my sister works at an optometrist's office, so obviously. They look great. Yeah, they're really, like, when I, I tried like them on, I was like, oh my God, these look, like, these are not something that I would have picked necessarily, yeah. but they're so different than what I've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look like Jeffrey Dahmer, a little bit. I'm a brunette <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. And you are from the Midwest. I am. And we, here's the thing, too. I am a Gemini, and there are more Gemini serial killers than all other signs combined. And honestly, I get it. I really can relate. You're, yeah. you're in touch with your inner yeah. serial killer. Here's my alibi, and I think it actually would probably hold up in court. Mm-hmm. I would never have people over to my house, ever, to then murder them. <laughs> I don't like when people are over. I like being alone. You know what it feels like to be a ghost is yeah. when you don't want to be bothered. Uh, uh, when I tell you, I... I fear the living more than I fear oh, the true. dead. Give so me a true. haunted house. Give me a ghost. People are like, you're not scared. I'm like, no. no. I am like a ghost myself. I just want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. I just want to go on my phone and watch my TikToks, mm-hmm. eat, you know, Sour Patch Kids yeah. while the TV is on as background, like chaos. That's totally. like all I want to do. Yeah. I just want to just relax and just not be bothered. There's a ghost. This is so stupid. But there's a ghost in Harry Potter and he is that like the is professor true. and he just is like super old and then dies and then wakes up the next day as a ghost and like goes and continues like teaching his class. Well, in the books, wasn't there another one that was like a friar? He was dressed like a friar. Oh, yeah. Well, there's in the books, there Several are like of them, right? tons more. But I just feel like this one in particular, he's like the history of magic teacher <laughs> and he literally like died in his sleep, woke up the next day as a ghost and continued teaching. And honestly, that just seems really nice to me. I don't want to work for all eternity. Like, if there are ghost jobs, I'm going to be livid. Oh, I highly doubt it. But there are ghosts or stories of people who have claimed, like, hey, this worker passed away. Huh. Frank, like the story of my friend. Oh, my God, right. And he yeah. still, oh, my he God. He still went back to the sewing machine that, shop. Yeah, because he loved it so much. He loved it so much. But the clock in the afterlife, it's like, yeah. do you really want to do that? I guess I will be clocking in as Henry Cavill's little ghost shadow. So, there you know. There you go. That's some, a job. If you love your work, you never work a day in your afterlife or something. That's (laughs) true. All right, guys. So let us know what you think of the Glass L Parko. Send us an email. Drop us a line on Instagram. We'll definitely be posting these Mm. pictures. You can go on the show notes to click on the ABC7 News interview. Mia is bugging me because she's ready to go and do her business outside. But you know the drill. If you love Holly Weird Paranormal, please drop us a line and drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can find us wherever you get your podcast Mm -hmm. fix. Also, we do have a Patreon page. If you go over to patreon.com forward slash Holly Weird Paranormal for as little as $1 or more per month or for however many months you want to help donate to this Holly Weird train to keep it a going, you can. You'll be gifted in gifts such as pins and stickers and coasters, and you'll be automatically mm. inducted to our Saturday Night Ghost Club, yes. where if you can't get enough of Hollywood Paranormal, you've already done your binge listen. You could do more binge listening on our Patreon page mm-hmm. and listen to ghost stories from people that recorded. we've recorded ghost stories mm-hmm. from. There's a ton of them there, and I have some new ones that I'm ready to upload onto yes. that site. Please feel free to stalk us on Instagram and Facebook at Hollywood Paranormal. 
normal and at HWP podcast on Twitter. You can also go to our website, hollyweirdparanormal.com to learn more about me and Bryce. And if you want to shop her merch store as well, and be sure to catch me on TikTok. I'm under Holly Haunted, um, Haunted LA Girl, Hollywood Paranormal. If you want to learn more about Haunted California. All right, guys, take care of yourselves. I hope Mm -hmm. that you are picking out your costumes with Grady's. I know it could be very stressful. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But take care of yourselves and always remember to stay Holly weird. Mm -hmm. Bryce, do you have anything you want to say? Oh, and a big shout out. (laughs) Sorry, guys. A big shout out to our listener, Pim J. Pim J. J. Thank you so much for your housewarming gift. That is so sweet. I have to give you the letter because she says some beautiful things in this letter and she understands what I'm going through. What, yeah, I went through when moving in and I'm still feel like, I still feel like I'm moving in. I know. It's, it's my least favorite experience. I hate it. Like, (laughs) I hate it. I'm done. Yes. All right, guys. Take care. Stay Holly weird. And we'll catch you soon. See you soon. (laughs) Bye, guys.